other king could vanquish the warhorse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for. The one to deliver us from captivity, the son of David and Abraham's chosen seed. He is the goal of the Mosaic law, Yahweh in the flesh. He is the one to establish God's reign and rule, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoners, and proclaim good news to the poor. This Jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation. He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son, Savior of the world, and substitute for our sins. More loving, more holy, and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible. He is our Jesus, and there is no other king like him. He is our God, our glory, our victorious Savior. There is no other king like him. There is no other king. Praise the Lord. Are there any... Sebastian? Sister Lynette. Sister Lynette, yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? I'm going to put my name down. You have one? My back? Yes, ma'am. There's a spirit, and I'm calling it out on purpose. I was asking God, and I got permission. There's a spirit and a knowing spirit that, that's been a, nagging at me today. And I've recognized it, and I'll pray, but it came back three times. So if you feel in the spirit of the Lord, begin to call my name out, because I don't welcome it. Hallelujah. I welcome peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. And the spirit of annoying, annoyance, you got to go. Hallelujah. How can I be a, an effective minister if you annoying me? Oh, you a liar, devil. <laughs> Come on, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God. I believe you exposed the devil. Oh, bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't say just something is off. I just think something is off. Go call it out in the name of Jesus. Oh, bless him. Bless him. In Jesus' name, I'm free in the name of Jesus. 
Ah, my God, my God. God had already set me free. Hallelujah. I confessed it. Come on. In the name of Jesus. It is now welcome in my home, on my job, in my car. Hallelujah. Glory, God. In the grocery store, when I'm witnessing, it's already gone. In Jesus' name. Oh, bless the Lord. God continued to give complete healing for Sylvester. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. He said he has a cough and he wants it gone. I believe we serve a God that's already done that. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, we agree with Sister Lynette. She said, God, heal her on every point. Uh, touch her on every point. Deliver her on every point. Touch her mind. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every devil that visits, that whispers in Jesus' name, and I escort him out of her dwelling. In the name of Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We call our sister Sarah's name. Oh, my God. I understand that she's having back issues. And as a result, she's having back surgery. So God, complete the work. Guide the doctors. Success, successful procedure. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for the service tonight. Uh, for the man of God. Hallelujah, Lord. As he speaks the word of God. As you give it to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. And if anything comes up that he doesn't have on his computer, the Lord will move like never before. And we will walk out here not the same. Hallelujah. Cause us to eat the word, digest the word, receive the word, and tell the word of God. Because we are the son of the earth. Touch our leaders. Pour back into them. In the name of Jesus, as they sacrifice of themselves for ministry. In Jesus' name, God. Uh, touch our local assembly. I speak unity in the name of Jesus. I bind division in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Come on, we receive it. We walk it in the word. No excuses. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Who has a testimony? Sylvester? Praise the Lord. Go ahead, deposit your faith. It's already done. I praise God for him. And he does a pretty good job giving a testimony. I love it. I love it. I love it. Train him up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who's Sister Alexis? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. Sis. I praise God for you being a minister in your home. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Paulette.
Praise the Lord. Praise God. Sister Kim. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Okay, we'll bring up Pastor Derek. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, in your name, Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We glorify you. We magnify your name, Lord. Lord, I ask, Lord, that I decrease and that you increase, Lord. And the word, Lord, your word be magnified unto your people, God. Lord, we thank you and we glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. Say amen. Tonight, I want to uh, take a little bit of time and just talk about something that I titled you are a threat to the enemy. You know, the, the devil sees you as a threat. You should understand that. Is that, you know, um, uh, I, I was thinking about, you know, how when people go through things and they go through trials and tribulations and um, the, the, the thing that people uh, most likely do is that once the devil starts pressing upon them, they quit. They give up, they give up. Stop to me. To me, it's always got something to say about my, you know. <laughs> but they give up. They quit. They, um, and that's the enemy's plan is to put enough pressure on you to make you stop doing what God wants you to do. And the thing that I don't think people really recognize when they're going through whatever they are going through, whatever the pressure that the enemy is putting upon them is that they must be doing a good work. Or the enemy sees you as a threat. So he's trying to get you to stop doing whatever it is that God wants you to be doing. And you should understand that the enemy is going to do all the things that he possibly can to not give you the advantage to be walking in the in, in this Christ life. See, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, there have been people in the Bible. There's plenty of testimony. The Bible is obviously full of testimonies of the, the things that God has done with people and the, how the enemy continues to come up against them. And he's trying to take them out. Um, he has a plan to take you out because of your ability to submit yourself to God. And uh, he has a plan to do this. But the biggest threat to him is that you can be a submissive Christian. Because that scares him. To be submissive means that you're ready to conform to authority or will of others, meekly obedient or passive. And if you're a submissive Christian, that means that you are only willing to conform to the authority and the will of God. And that makes you a threat to the enemy. And if you are in line with the father, then the devil knows that you are protected and he has no chance of defeating you. So you are a threat to him. There's a lot of things that he's going to do to try and make you to quit. Um, how, you're a how are you a threat? You may wonder. You, every time that you believe in God and have faith in the Lord, you become more and more of a threat to the enemy. You're able to withstand Whatever the devil throws at you, and you're fighting the good fight, fighting the good fight of faith. Um, uh, Ephesians 6 and 16, and it says, 
and above all, taking the shield of faith wherewithal you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We know this is a part of the armor of God, that the shield of faith. This means that your faith will protect you that all comes up against you. That anything that the devil is trying to throw at you, he can't, he can't get to you. Because you're protected by the Lord. You're protected because of your faith. Because you trust in the Lord. Because you're using the Lord as your shield. That there's nothing that the enemy can do to try and get you to quit, to stop. That he's going to throw everything that he can at you to try and stop you. But when you are in the Lord and you're faithful in the Lord and you're submitting yourself unto God, nothing can stop you. But you become a threat when you believe. You're, you, you trusting in God is, uh, is something that he knows that if you just use this shield of faith, that when things become, when you have things that make it look scary or when things that are coming up in, in your life, that you just grab onto the Lord and you hold on to him tight. And when things start throwing at you, when the devil starts throwing his, his fiery darts at you and you hold on to the Lord, nothing can stop you. But he knows that most of us at times don't hold on to the shield of faith. That he can use some things in your life to make you be discouraged. That he can try and get you to see like, uh, 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 you know, oh, my bills aren't paid or, or uh, 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 my health isn't right or something else like that where it's carnal that tries to get to you. But if you're holding on to the Lord, if you're using your shield of faith, nothing can stop you. There are no things that will, will come up that you'll be able to withstand all that the enemy tries to throw at you. See, you're able to protect yourself from all that comes up against you. And if you take the shield of faith, this means that the devil will not be able to get to you. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, why, that why uh, they, they didn't care what happened to them. It was their faith that protected them. It was their faith that protected them. They trusted in God and they went into the fiery furnace and didn't care amongst their own life. And as they walked in, they said, you know, our God is able. He's more than able to do that. And if he chooses not to do this, yeah, I'm still not bowing down. See, that type of faith scares the enemy. That makes you a threat. To the enemy, because he understands that there's nothing that will scare you, nothing that will come up against God. But if you're close to him, if you're tight knit with the Lord, then you on the, you on the right side. You have nothing to worry about. You are a threat to the enemy. You should be excited about that. That should be something that you should be rejoicing in, that the enemy is scared of you when you're with the Lord. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know, fighting the good faith in First Timothy 6 and 12, it says, fight the good faith, uh, fight of faith, lay, lay on hold, hold of eternal life, and whereunto there art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Um, uh, you know, one of the other things that you do is this, is when you're, you're, how you become a threat to the enemy is that you have a firm persuasion or an unwavering confidence in the Lord. Uh, Hebrews 6, 11 and 12 says, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full uh, assurance of hope unto the end. And that they may not be slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, full assurance means uh, firm persuasion. And uh, it refers to a state of mind where there, are, where there is the fullest conviction and where there is no doubt. This means that you are fully convinced in God. So this means that if you have this full assurance and faith in God and understanding of who God is, that there's nothing that will come up against you and you just trust in him and you hold on to him, the enemy sees you as he knows that, oh, if you believe God like that, there's nothing I can do. 
There's nothing I can do. And you're not wavering. You don't have any doubt. You don't. This means that you're fully convinced in God and his ability. No, God. No, I know things look bleak, but I don't care. I'm trusting in you. I, you got me. And if you if you don't got me, the greatest thing is about to happen. I'm about to be with you. So it doesn't matter. Either way, I'm good. I'm trust. My full confidence is in you, Lord. In Hebrews 10 and 22, it says the full assurance of faith means uh, uh, unwavering confidence, a fullness of faith in God, which leaves no room for doubt. Uh, in Hebrews 10, uh, 10 and 22, it says, let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith. Having having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with the, with pure water. You are a huge threat to the enemy if you're believing and trusting in God like this. If you have full assurance of faith in the Lord, if you are firmly persuaded by Jesus, then there is not one thing that the devil can do to get to. you. See, you need to know what you're capable of. You need to understand what you're equipped with. Just having faith alone makes you stronger than any other being. And just trusting in the Lord. See, the enemy knows that you're a threat to him, especially by your humility. He understands that if you have uh, no problem listening to the orders delivered by the king, then you are dangerous. In James 4, 6, and 7, and 10, it says, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth more grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In verse 10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the, of, of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Uh, in First Peter 5 and 6, it talks about how it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and that you may exalt you in due time. See, he doesn't, the, the, the enemy he doesn't want you to have more grace. He doesn't want you to be exalted. He doesn't want you to make yourself low before God. Because if you do this, then he knows, ah, I can't touch them. I can't win. They are a threat to me. Because they put themselves before the Lord. They bow themselves before God. They are making sure that there's no pride that's within them. Because if they do this, then I have to flee. I have to get away from them. This is a good test for you. If you feel like, uh, 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 um, uh, you know, uh, the devil isn't come, uh, the, the, the devil isn't, uh, isn't fleeing from you, it might be a problem with your submission. There might be a, a, a problem with your pride. It might be something with you. If you feel like, oh, Gosh, the, everything I go, everywhere I go, I'm tempted. Everywhere I go, I'm doing this. Everywhere I go, this is happening to me. Well, sometimes the enemy may do that to try and get you to quit. But if you're not really submitted to God, you know what the issue is. You know your pride is the issue. Because God says he resists the proud, but give grace unto the humble. So there should be something that should be able to check you. See, you have to understand this, that. God has put a protection upon you. He has a hedge about you too. He feels a certain way about you. And he's given you this thing called faith for you to be able to utilize it as your protection. All you need to do is just trust in him and believe in him. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what comes your way. It doesn't matter how it feels or anything. As long as you're trusting in God and you're humbling yourself before him and making yourself submitted before God, the devil can't touch you. He can't touch you. See, Joseph, Moses, and obviously uh, 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 Job are a few people that we can look at and understand that how they, be, they were a threat to the enemy. With Joseph and Moses, they, they were, it was more about how their lives were preserved for God to use them. But the enemy tried to take them out before that could happen. In Gen Genesis 37, 13 through 22, and it says, And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the, the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here, I, here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, 
see whether to be uh, well with the with thy brethren and well with the flocks and bring them bring me a word again. So he sent him out into the vale of Hebron and he came unto Shechem and a certain man found him and behold, he was wandering in the field and the man asked him, saying, what seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee where they uh, where they they feed their flocks. And the man said, uh, they're departed hence for uh, for I heard that from, heard them from their brethren say that he go unto Dothna and Joseph went after his brethren and found them in, in Dothan. And they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them and conspired against to slay, against him to slay him. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast uh, hath devoured him. And we shall uh, see what become of him, his dream. And Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this, into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him, that he might uh, rid him out of their hands to deliver him uh, uh, to his father again. So we know this, that Joseph, one of the things that, well, first of all, I, I never really recognized this before when I was reading this many times before, uh, how uh, 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 Jacob told him, no, you need to go. Go go to your brothers. And they're over in Shechem. And that's exactly what he did. He followed his father's order. Went and did that, but they weren't there. They weren't there. Now, us, in our lives, and the way we live by the Holy Spirit, we would have thought, God, there's something wrong with that. Uh, you're not supposed to do that. There's something going on. Maybe I'm getting set up by something. No, I shouldn't know. No, that's weird that they're not in the place that our father thought he was. You know what? I'm going to go back home and go tell on them. At least that's what I would have did. I would have told him. I would have snitched. Mike was shaking his head real. Yeah, I'd have been like, ooh. Mike and Mimi weren't where they were supposed to be, you know. But that was the first thing I thought. I thought, oh, that's interesting. That you're, that, like, if we were in that position, a lot of us would have been thinking, okay, God, something's not right here. We would have been talking to the Lord and asking him, why aren't we, what's about to happen? Joseph didn't have that. He was following the instructions of his father. He didn't care. He, did, he thought, oh, he, that the, uh, the Bible says that he saw him, a man saw him out there in the field wandering, looking for his brothers. Where are you at? I don't know. Like, first of all, you, I might think, Joseph, you, you, you don't see anybody. Like, the man probably thought, why is this man looking in an empty field? Ain't nobody here. What are you doing? And he said, no, I'm looking for my brothers. And he said, oh, I heard a man go down to Dothan. That, I think that's where they're at. And he just followed through with what his father was telling him. See, that alone should get us to understand. You just need to listen to Jesus. No, whatever God tells you to do, even if it's going to work, it seems like it's not going to work in your favor. It's going to work for your favor. Just because it looks, it may look bad that there may be people trying to plot and kill you to do things that you don't even know about. God is going to protect you. God has a, a protection about you. No, I want you to go through this. I need you to go through this. Because what you're going to do, son, what you're going to do, daughter, is you're going to bring deliverance to my people. You're going to show the devil how faithful you really are to me. No, you're going to go to jail. You have this woman try and get up on, all upon you, and you're going to go to jail, and then they go, you're going to talk to this man, you're going to have a vision, you have a, uh, you're going to interpret their dreams, the, man, the men are going to get out, one's going to die, the one that you told is going to die, he's going to die, and then the one that's going to go out there, he's going to be living good for a couple years, and going to forget all about you. But when you finally get through all the, the, the trials and tribulation, I'll have you be second in command. No. I need you to go through some things. God needs us to go through some things. And even though it may be uncomfortable, even though it may look like God's not there, God is right there with you. 
He's showing you that no, through this mess, as long as you trust in me, as long as you have faith in me, the enemy cannot win. You are a huge threat to the enemy. See, he didn't do anything but what his father told him. And we know how it turned out for Joseph. See, Moses was, uh, uh, was, was um, uh, you know, he was, they were trying to kill Moses before he was even born. They had a, the Pharaoh put out an order to kill all the young men, all the babies. And his mama decided, no, 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 I'm going to hold off to him. And when he got too big, he's making too much noise. I can't keep him quiet. Now I'm going to have to send him off. To just send him off and trust in the Lord that he's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Now, you send him off. He's down the river. Pharaoh's daughter finds him. Now, this to me is another powerful understanding that we get, at least that I get out of it, is that the one that had the proclamation's child knew that this was a Hebrew boy. Knew that this was one that my father said, now this needs to die. But she said, no, go, 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 go find, go find somebody. And it was his very mother that took care of him, raised him up. That way he understood and knew that the ways of the, the truth of God, that way that when he was grown up, that he was no longer uh, considered to be an, an Egyptian pharaoh, but he was considered to be one that was royalty of God. One that helped raise, he was raised the way of the Lord. The enemy thought he could take him out, but God saved him and used him to save his people. See, uh, uh, Job was, a, uh, was uh, the only person that I can find in the Bible that God used to talk the devil with. I'm sure there may be some others, but at least it's just recognizable to me that he was messing with the devil with this one. That he, 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 would, he would tell him, he said the, the, uh, the, uh, in uh, Job 1, 6 through 12, it says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and, and Satan came up also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord said, uh, from going to and from in the earth and from walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in, all, in the earth, a perfect and an upright man and one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear, uh, fear God for not? Hast not thou uh, made a hedge about him and about his house and all that uh, he hath on every side? And thou, thou hast blessed the work of his hands and substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon, uh, upon himself uh, put, put no forth no thine, ha thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And if we go to uh, uh, chapter 2, 1 through 6, and it says, And again, there was a day when the sons of God came present before, uh, present themselves before the Lord, and um, Satan came among, was also amongst them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, from whence comest thou? And Satan answered, from, uh, answered the Lord, said, from going to and from the earth and walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job, uh, that there is none in, uh, like him on the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and assureth evil. And still, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, Although thou movest against, against me, against him, and to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, ye all that a man, a man that he will give for his life. But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is in thy hand but save his life. 
See, we know the testimony of Job. We know that he lost his kids, his camels, his sheep, his donkey, his, his ox, his servants, and he got boils all over his body and his health wasn't good. The only thing that, it, it, it does, that he does is fall on his face and worship God. And even tells his wife, you talking crazy. Because you should just, she says, you know what you should do? You're looking all bad. You're looking all horrible. I'm paraphrasing. But I'm sure he did because you've seen boils. They're not pretty and they don't feel good. Uh, you need to curse God and die. He said, girl, you have no clue what you're talking about. You don't understand how what God giveth and he taketh away. But God is always good. There's not one thing that God, I'm not going to curse God. He gave me all this. And if he decided to take it away, that's on him. That's his business. Not mine. But he's still worthy to be praised. You talking crazy about God. So, see, uh, uh, this is how faithful that I want to be towards God in pain and suffering and whatever is going on. No, I'm going I'm going to stick with you, Lord. This is how we should always be, because you should understand God has a hands about you, too. He sees things about you, too. He has a level of protection upon you, too. See, uh, I always find it funny that when when I read this, that one of the things is that, you know, like the devil thought he was slick getting away from God. Because God asked him, where you been? Well, I've just been to and from the earth. You know, it's not like you said, I was been out there tormenting people, doing evil, going crazy. I've just been to and from the earth. Okay, I know what you're doing, but have you considered Job? Have you considered him? No, because he's got, he's all blessed. You didn't like, you like him. You, you got everything going with him. He got money, he got kids, he got this, he got that. All that you have is in your, in, is all that he has is in your hands. Now you take it away from him, then we'll see. <laughs> okay. See, I, reason, you see, the thing that you don't understand is, I've already searched Job's heart. I already knew what his mind was going to be made up on. That's why I could set you up like this. That's why I can antagonize you. See, I can say, no, go ahead and mess with this one and do that with this one because I know they're not going to turn from me. See, I already know you see them as a threat. So you're going to try and do everything you possibly can, but they with me. They in my will. They're doing what I've called them to do. See, uh, I, I, I want to be so close to God and understanding that no, nothing can stop me. See, uh, uh, um, I, I, I want, I want, I want God to start antagonizing the devil on my behalf. No mess with Derek. Go ahead. And he's done it plenty of times. I tell you that much. He has messed with me, but I'm still faithful to you, Lord. No, and, 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 and even at times of doubt and worry, no, God, you still remain faithful. That's my own issue. That's my own fear. That's my own anxiety. That's me. That's my carnality. Not you, God. You're perfect. Make me a threat to the enemy again. See, that's what we need to confess. No, I, I understand, Lord. I, I may have been with the devil. Yeah, I think there's a new saying, and maybe not be new. I'm old, but. I know that the younger people are saying, uh, like uh, uh, Brother Antoine, he, we were playing basketball one time, and one of the things that he was saying is this, is that, you know, you, you can take a shot, like, go ahead, take a shot, you know. He's like, you know, like he'd leave you open, like, don't worry, y'all, and this is what he say. He's with us. Like, he's benefiting us. Like, don't worry, he's going to miss this. <laughs> oh. Let me put this butt on you there. Let me get down here and show you. I'm not with you, okay? You, you know, he would say that. Or or somebody else would be playing playing uh, 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 with him, and he'd be like, oh, man, you with them. That's one of the things. That, see, you can say that. I know I'm with God. I'm with him. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. I'm on the winning team. See, what the enemy does to make you lose or make you to be less of a threat is that he creates doubt and pride in people. So uh, 
he that's what he tries to do or what he he tries to create doubt and what he tries to do is he tries to uh uh cr create uh pride in people and he knows how to get to you just like what the word of god says in first john 2 16 and 17 says for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life it is not of the father but is of the world and the world passeth away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. See, uh, the enemy is using the things uh, of this world to win people over uh, to, to him. But the only thing that he has to utilize is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, because it is not of the Father. So we know he used this with, with uh, the, he used deception and created doubt in Eve in order for that to happen. In Genesis 3, uh, 2 through 6, it says, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God's, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto, unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes will be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and was pleasant in the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. See, Eve was an example of how you could have Doubt and pride cause you to fall. She wasn't firmly persuaded in God. Or she didn't uh, have an unwavering faith in God. She allowed the enemy to talk her out of paradise and submitted to her own desires. See, that's what the enemy will do. He will give you the things that you like. He will make you feel like you're somebody. He will bring somebody fine to you or somebody that make you feel like you're fine. That's what he's going to appease to you. He's going to do those things to make you fall. Because remember, he knows this. If you submit yourself to God, then he's going to have to flee. But if you're not doing that, we got a party going on all day long. I can mess with you and I can have you getting all involved in the world and having doing everything that you want. And then next thing you know, you're going to find yourself out of paradise you know how many people who are filled with the holy ghost that go around and start messing with things that god didn't tell them to mess with and then now they're struggling to get back to where god called them to be but the real reason is that they won't repent they won't say god they won't confess they won't say god no i'm sorry i messed up i need to humbly come back to before you lord change me cleanse me lord take that away from me no, I did it, God. It was me. I saw that the tree was good to eat. I saw that I could be wise. I saw that I, I, I could be something. I desired it for myself. But that's what the enemy is going to use to get you to fall. And, and, and it's interesting how we have the understanding of this. And it's very simple. And most of us know this. But. How many times that we're offered the tree and we continue to eat of it? The issue is, is that you no longer want to be a threat to the enemy. You with him. You submitted to the enemy instead of submitting yourself to God. You've allowed yourself to be taken out of paradise and submit to your own desires. The enemy will only use what has worked in the past, and this is why. I thought it was interesting that he tried to use this with Jesus. He tried to appeal to Jesus's pride as a human being or his carnality, I should say. The enemy knew that Jesus was a huge threat to his kingdom, and he still tried to use pride and doubt to get him to fall. And in Matthew 4, 1 through 10, it says, Then Jesus was led up uh, of the spirit into the into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had uh, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he afterward, afterward was hungry. 
And when he went into uh, and when and when the tempter came to him and he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made of bread, be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into a up into the holy city and setteth him in the pinnacle of the of the temple. And he saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they uh, they shall bear thee up, unless any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. And of the glory of and the glory of them. And he said unto them, All these things will I will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Praise the God. Praise the Lord. See, he didn't understand that you was talking to God. You didn't understand that you can't be tricked. He can't be tricked and be deceived into your plan. See, when I look at this, I understand just how God thinks of humanity and what the devil thinks. Jesus loves us so much that he became us to save us. The devil thinks that humanity is so stupid that even God in the flesh will subject unto his flesh. See, God loves you so much, I'll be you. No, I'll show you how to do this. I'll give you the map of how to be successful and living in this carnality and living in this flesh so that way you can be free and live with me forever. Now, the devil thinks, that's just a man. Let me do the same things that I did with Eve. Let me use the same tricks that I did. He's going to, I'm going to show him the pride of life, lust of the eyes. I'm going to do all these things to him. I'm going to try and make him be prideful. No, oh, you like scripture? I know scripture. I'll tell you this. That's what the word says, isn't it? But it also says, see, we have the understanding that God has put within us that we are victorious and there's not one thing that the enemy can do to stop us as long as we're with him. As long as you're following what God says, you are a threat to the enemy. See, he didn't understand in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 where it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. He's already, we've, we have the game plan. We already know what the enemy is going to do, what he's going to try and do. See, Jesus wants us to know that the enemy is only coming at you so hard because you are a threat to him and his kingdom. You should uh, you should know that you need to not worry, not be afraid. Your faith is the thing that protects you from him. It causes you to fight and you will be full of. Uh, uh, fully, and if you're fully bought into Jesus, which makes you humble and submitted to God, that all we have to do is not let our pride and our flesh get in the way of us being a threat to the enemy. Let us continue being a threat to him and take him out just like God wants us to do with God's help. I want to be like Job. In Job 13 and 15, it says, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him but I will maintain my own ways before him. See, even when things don't seem to be going good, I'm going to trust in God. I will, I will not turn away. I will not put my own ways in my own life, but I'll give them to God. And I want to be with him so that way I will forever be a threat to the devil. Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God. We give you glory and honor right now, Jesus. Lord, right now in your name, Jesus, Lord, we bind the devil and all the things that he's trying to do, Lord, 
to come up against us, Lord. Lord, we recognize, Lord, that those tools and those tactics that he tries to do, Lord, are just to cause us to fall. But, Lord, we're not going to be afraid anymore, God. We're going to press harder into you, Lord. Lord, we're going to submit ourselves completely, entirely unto you, God. So that way, he will have to flee. Lord, we know, Lord, right now, God, that the, and there are so many things, Lord, that we've tried to do on our own, Lord. We know, that, Lord, that there have been times, Lord, Lord, we, we've allowed fear to come in. We've allowed our own doubt to come in. But, Lord, no longer, Lord, will we let that rule our lives, Jesus. We want to be a threat to the enemy in everything that he does, God. We want to see your people be saved, God. We want to rescue people from hell, Lord. And all we need to do is put our faith in you, Jesus. Our unwavering faith in you, Jesus. We want to be firmly persuaded in you, Lord. We thank you and we glorify you. We praise you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, that you've caused us, Lord, to be a threat to the enemy because you filled us with your spirit, Lord. And you lead us and guide us and direct us. We will let you continue to do that in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say amen.